Alright, welcome back to Magic with a K. This is going to be episode 6. We're going to be talking about Christmas and Yule. I'm Daniel. And I'm Alex. And we're going to get right into it where we talk about a man dressed in blood red garb that's welcomed into the home every year now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I tend to refer to him as Odin. Odin, alright, yeah. Uh, of course, most of you will know him as good old Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, um, there's also some other ones that are older, but most of that comes from the Germanic heritage and European past Peter Noel. Yeah, just the uh, the different things that we we know about good old Santa Claus. Now, of course, most of the modern stuff that the images and everything mostly come from the good old Coca-Cola company. Yes. Who, of course, uh-huh. figured out that they could use him as a very good marketing tool and. He and polar bears seem to work rather well. They really, really do. They work cheap, I hear. Um, I, I will tell you, um, on a strange note, um, when for years and years and years, Coca-Cola put Santa on their cans and bottles around Christmas. And yep. the first year, they decided to use polar bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided to make the cans silver and white. I remember that. Um, so you would open up your red box mm-hmm. that had 12 cans mm-hmm. and then there were these silver and white cans in it and it was jarring to the brain oh yeah to for me at least to see a silver and white can come to my face knowing it's real coke but my brain says oh that is diet coke right um and that lasted i think one printing before they decided to do red cans with polar bears yes yeah because i think they because had a lot of yeah had a lot of backlash and so yeah so now it's it's one of those i think they basically leave that on the outside now so that, that way yeah. it doesn't yeah it doesn't hurt the brain quite as much yeah. But, but yeah so anyways the uh <laughs> the christmas season of course everybody loves christmas i enjoy i really love christmas it's always a lot of fun i've got my house decorated i've had it decorated since right after thanksgiving uh of course i i I, I drug in an evergreen tree into my living room and we decorated it in the traditional Christmas custom. I don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> However, my house is decorated in a very similar fashion as yours. Oh. I also have an evergreen tree that has been drug into my house and <laughs> decorated. Because once again, that's the Christmas tradition. And it doesn't go any further back than that. Oh, we all know that isn't true. <laughs> yeah. Um, Obviously, uh, Daniel here is joking. Um, the uh, bringing in of an evergreen tree, or as a lot of modern, even modern pagans do, would be bringing in artificial trees just because we're not damaging the environment. Yeah, mine's artificial. Mine's artificial as well. Um, and the decorating of it is a symbolic act of sympathetic magic. So sympathetic magic is a um, type of magic done in a symbolic manner. Mm-hmm. Um it's, so it's a symbolic act of sympathetic magic in which we are protecting the green to bring it back after this longest night. Right, and which of course goes back to you know Saturnalia, which is an old Roman custom uh, where they would celebrate it basically as a celebration uh, about eight days. Yeah, that's I've actually got uh, got the good old occult arcana by Ryan Gable over here. And as he's talking about, it's like, yeah, you basically had eight days through Yule up, leading up to the winter solstice. So usually for the Romans, it started around the 17th, ran through usually the 24th, 
which was actually really funny because it was it also usually coincided with the Festival of Lights, Hanukkah for the Jews. So that was always the interesting part as well. Uh, but then yeah, you have the Scandinavians who are of course bringing in the evergreen tree because it was seen as magical that you had a lot of other things die in the forest, yep. but not that. Yep, a lot of other things uh, went brown and red and gold and mm -hmm. beautiful colors. Mm -hmm. um, but these trees stayed green, and so they get brought inside. Right, and you know, as he as he points out too, and, and as it is really kind of funny, you know, you talk about sympathetic magic, and so you know, the other thing is when you hang ornaments on the trees, when you're doing that, like for us. We've got pictures of the past on there. We've got some pictures of loved ones, you know, that have passed on, stuff like that. And so you're, like we talked about in our last one, uh, last episode, you know, the veil thins. And so you have all those different things coming together. And you're, yeah, you're, you're doing some, <laughs> you're doing some ancestor worship as well, somewhat. So um, we actually, yeah. um, on our tree, do not put photos of loved ones mm. um, and the reason being is the veil is um, re-solidifying yeah. and we don't want them trapped on the wrong side well, yeah, I don't so that's that, and that's my tradition oh okay I got you uh, it's not every tradition yeah, uh, I, was say, I haven't had any of them get trapped over here but. No. Um, and so but yeah uh, we, we decorate it and and make it beautiful and put lights on it. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, I I actually have a skeleton at the top of my tree. Yeah, yeah, we have talked about that. Yeah, I've got a star at the top of mine. Yeah. And and it does have five points on it. Yeah, um, mine is that I'm a big fan of Terry Pratchett. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorite Christmas books and Christmas movies is The Hogfather. So I have Death <laughs> as the Hogfather as my tree topper. Um, if you haven't watched The Hogfather, go watch it. Yeah, it's um, it's a BBC miniseries. Uh, it's a bit hard to find. I've got to be honest, but it is worth the look. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, if you want some more modern fare, obviously, uh, as we we talked about pre-show, uh, Christmas Story Two is on HBO. You can watch that. Uh, I would suggest if, if it's been a while since you watched the original or you don't remember the original that well, go watch it first, then watch the second one. Of course, the the number one Christmas movie that I'll be watching here in a couple weeks actually on Christmas is, of course, Die Hard. So you'll have that going on. Um, Whereas I will be watching 24 hours of a Christmas story. <laughs> you have fun with that. Uh, Every year. Yeah. And, you know, and once again, it, it leads to the whole everybody's got traditions of their own that they create. Uh, we all, while there's there's some things that are old, there's some things that are new, and it all usually revolves around family. Yeah. That's usually what it all revolves around. So no matter which, I would say, whichever uh, religion or practice that you're in, there's always a reason to celebrate. One, there's always a reason to celebrate Christmas, Yule. There's always a reason to celebrate those things. And usually, for most, and I, I understand, not for everybody, but for most of us, it's a really happy time of year. It's really enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. And frankly, even if you don't have family, at least I would hope you have some friends to hang out with. You know, people to, you know, if you like to drink eggnog, which I don't, uh, hopefully you have people to drink eggnog with or you have to drink mead with. Mead is always good, no matter what anybody says. Uh, mead is always amazing. 
So if you've got that, and then you know one of the things that comes up, which we'll talk about this since we're talking about Christmas and Yule, is obviously New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day. So of course the <laughs> the fun part about that is the reason we celebrate New Year's Day and especially New Year's Eve and Countdown is because Saturn didn't come and chop your head off. Yeah. So you survived another year. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, a couple things that we do in our tradition, um, in, in my tradition as far as the holidays, are very similar to the ones that you would think of as Christian traditions. And that is going to be very point blank because... You know what, Daniel? Your people stole it from us. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there is no war on Christmas, no matter what Fox News says, okay? Yeah. Um, so, but we um, we do put up the tree. Um, I will let you know, um, not to speak for my Jewish friends, but to speak with my Jewish friends, that much like in Judaism where Hanukkah is equated to Christmas, but in Judaism is actually a pretty, you know, like low-key, not that big a deal festival. Yule is equated to Christmas, mm -hmm. but in paganism is not really the biggest of our um, Sabbaths. Right. Our biggest Sabbath is Samhain, which mm -hmm. is already passed. Um, and Yule, while not traditionally a gift-giving holiday, becomes one because in America, you, you <laughs> just, it, it gets Americanized. Yeah, you can't get away from it. You can't get away from uh, it. I remember um, years ago. And our New Year's yeah. is Samhain. Yeah. That's the beginning and end of our year. Yeah. So while we do, or I personally do enjoy celebrating New Year as a very secular holiday, mm -hmm. I see it as the end of one secular calendar and the beginning of another secular calendar year. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so <laughs> Yule is not... Um, quite as big a deal for us as right. Christmas is for y'all, oh, but yeah. it is still one of, you know, our eight Sabbaths, and mm -hmm. so we have a good old time having fun with it. Oh, yeah, well, and once again, that's the whole whole point of the celebrations is to have fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have a big feast because mm. it's always food at the pagan mm. houses, mm. Uh, and uh, we actually tend to celebrate Yule on the 25th, Right. Instead of on the 19th through 22nd, depending on when it falls that year. Right. One, because on a personal level, my son's birthday is the 22nd, and I don't want to celebrate a holiday on his birthday. I want to retain the importance of his birthday. Right. Um, and as I always said, if my son had been born on the 25th and I was Christian, I would move Christmas. I hear you. I understand. Yeah. Um, well, plus he would also, he would have turned into a werewolf. Yeah, that too. If... If anybody doesn't know that, go ahead and look that old story up, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, and then I also, because when you live in the U.S., it is far easier to celebrate Christmas on the 25th than on any other day. Oh, yeah. Um, all of the programming and everything is designed around that. Mm -hmm. We like to call NORAD and, and track Santa. Well, you can't do that on a different day. Right. Um we, you know, everything is really designed. And, you know, when you say, go to your boss and say, hey, can I have the 22nd off? They're like, they look at you and they go, we're about to give you the 24th and the 25th off. Right. You know, my argument could easily be, you know, I don't care, I'd be fine working the 24th and the 25th. It's not that big a deal to me, but. 
So that is why we do typically celebrate Yule on the 25th. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, it's, you know, the other part about it is it really comes from, it really does, it dates back to, you know, we merged, and you know, like you said, we stole it from, from the pagans, basically merged uh, Jesus' birthday with the celestial sun celebrations, known, you know, usually known as Sol Invictus, yeah. uh, you know, also the worship of Mithra, stuff like that. And so, you know, basically talking about the unconquered sun. Yeah, because the unconquered sun right. is, dies on right. Samhain and yep. is reborn Right, Yule. right. And so, like I said, yeah, we, we basically took that. Now, I was going to say that, yeah, a long time ago I was watching uh, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and he pointed out something when, you know, they had all these different things about the war on Christmas and all that, and he's Jewish, and he talks about how, yeah, they celebrate Christmas in his household because why? Because Christmas, the nobody else has anything that's basically able to touch it. Yes. Like, they're just, it's so much ingrained. Well, in the Christian world, uh, which America is very much a part of, mm. the entire year revolves around Christmas. Oh, yeah. You uh, know, like... Easter, Christmas and Easter. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, your entire retail world oh. is based oh, around yeah. it. On top of the fact that New Year is placed where it is mm -hmm. so that you end the year with Christmas. Christmas, mm -hmm. because realistically, there's no natural solar lunar reason for New Year to be when it is. It's where it is so that Christmas can be the end right. of the year. And, and speaking of which, it's actually really funny that, you know, you think about Christmas is set as a solar thing, whereas Easter, the reason Easter jumps around is because it's based on lunar cycles, yes. which because is always really funny to me. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more when we get closer to um, Easter and Ostara. Mm -hmm. But um, the only holiday that we base on, that we move, mm -hmm. in my tradition, is Yule moving into Christmas. Mm. Um, one, because it's only moving in a couple days. Right. And two, because it's just that much easier. But my kids get their Ostara baskets on Ostara, which means there are years where Ostara is the middle of the week. They wake up, they get their baskets, they go to school. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, either a couple weeks or sometimes even up to a month later, everyone else gets their Easter baskets. And right. And my kids are like, we already had ours. Right. Well, yeah, because, you know, it because, just is what it is. Well, and honestly, because it moves around, right. I forget when it even is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically one of those you just have the, you have to remember that sometimes, yeah, sometimes the holidays coincide, sometimes they don't. Yeah. It just all depends on what's going on. But overall, it's usually not that hard. And if you've got, like, I've got a, a Lillowin's calendar. Mm -hmm. So as long as I know when hers come up, of course, obviously, I have no problem remembering when mine come up because it's one of those that's marked all over the calendars all the time. Yeah. You know. Well, and that's the other thing is that I have, um, you know, a, a personal day planner. Mm -hmm. And I have to add my holidays into that whereas your holidays are pre-printed oh yeah oh yeah mine are more important sure they are. <laughs> sure they are that's basically what what the world is saying that's what yeah. the american printer that's is right it's the only ones that matter you know I swear it, it, it's always by the way i'm joking folks it's always so funny about the fact that yeah it's you become you know obviously a lot of people become america-centered 
to where it's one of those you don't look at anything outside of it, and you don't because obviously there's all kinds of like for instance uh, the Jewish calendar doesn't run on ours. Nope. You know it's not 2022 for them. It's I forget what year it is for them, but it ain't 2022. Yeah. Uh, you know and just like you have and now that is the interesting part and it has come about on the American calendars. Like for instance, there's uh, Ramadan now. Uh, there's several different holidays that are on there, and of course the Jewish holidays are on there as well. Different things like that, and mainly, yeah, when you really think of it, it's the big three. Yep. That are that are on the calendars that are printed here in the United States, or that are sold here in the United States. Maybe not necessarily printed here, but sold here, and yeah, it's it all comes back to that. Basically, whoever, <laughs> whoever's, wherever you're living, whoever's in charge is basically putting those together. Yeah. And everybody's agreeing that, okay, we're going to play in that reality and we're going to be a part of that reality and here we go. Um, so. but like I said, yeah, you got, <laughs> you got a guy, you got a guy that slides down your chimney, does a home invasion, doesn't take anything other than some cookies and milk, and leaves you presents. So, do you, um, did you tell your kids about Santa Claus? Oh, absolutely. So, I did as well. Um, and I have heard from both pagans, atheists, and Christians reasons why they did and why they didn't. So, okay. I'm, like, one of the reasons I heard from a Christian for why they did not tell their kids about Santa Claus mm -hmm. is because they knew one day their kids were going to realize that Santa wasn't real. He's not? Well, they didn't believe. Oh, he was real. Okay. Because, and they were afraid that their children would also one day stop believing in Jesus the way they stopped believing in Santa. Yeah, I've heard that theory too. Um, I will tell you that the reason I told my kids about Santa Claus is because I've also told my kids about Aries and Inanna and Bridget and all of these other figures. Uh, and my kids learned about Santa Claus, and then one day they learned a little bit more about Santa Claus, mm -hmm. about his history. Um, and also, I believed in preserving the magic of childhood. Right. There was a great belief in the magic of childhood that I wanted to pass on to my kids. And, um, you know, I, but I also told my kids the myths uh, from the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids have have heard the stories of Abraham and the story of Adam and Eve. Right. But they heard have heard lots of stories and myths. Right. And they um, and they place them well within the same realm of these are historical stories. Right, and you know, it's it comes back to the whole like, for instance, now <laughs> now they've taken away Santa's pipe. If anybody's noticed that, yeah. uh, to where because you know, heaven forbid, we have we have Santa smoking a pipe, whereas it used to be that was okay. Santa could smoke a pipe. Well, yeah, it's was, in the poem. Do what? He has a corn cob. Or, right. Yeah. Right. And all covered in soot. Right. And so with a ring of smoke encircling his head. Right. Yeah. Like there a was ring. right. There was no problem with that until modern times. Yeah. Uh, now we've got, of course, a new. <laughs> You got a new a movie in theaters, and no, I have not gone and seen it. 
uh, called Violent Night, where it's one of those Santa basically is taking on terrorists, which, as we discussed earlier, that's John McClane's job, and he did a really good job at it. Actually, they weren't terrorists, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you've got all those different things, and, yeah, I've, the, the reason that I got told by a Christian friend of mine, uh, this was years and years ago, that they didn't tell their children about Santa Claus was because they didn't want to take anything away from the real reason for the season. And I'm like, okay. And I just smiled, nodded, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's good for y'all. Um, you know, I see those Jesus is the reason for the season um, signs and posters signs and posters all the time and um, you know it it, kind of annoys me because I say (laughs) um, no (laughs) no Persephone is the reason for the season (laughs) but see that's the thing it it, like I said everybody agreed on, on on this reality for doing that because in reality really when did the Romans take the census Romans usually took the census in the spring. Yeah. Well, and then also, why would um, why would the shepherds be in the fields of their flock? Right. That's right. There's a lot of things that it's like, okay, this this did not happen in December. Everybody pretty much can agree on that, and even the scholars know that that didn't happen. And yeah, but it's one of those, like I said, everybody's agreed on that. Yep, this is when we're doing it. This is when we're celebrating it, and. A lot of it is based on the fact that, yeah, you're taking over those old pagan uh, traditions mm-hmm. and putting the new religion on top of them type deal, yeah. especially back in the day. And now, like I said, now, the interesting part is, like, for instance, like, even the first people that, well, the first people, geez, the first uh, Europeans to come over here, the pilgrims, which, by the way, I don't believe that, but that's just what we've yeah. been taught now, um, the pilgrims, when they came and they, you know, came over on the Mayflower and everything like that, they didn't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. That was considered a pagan holiday, and you would be killed for that. Uh, yep, it was definitely considered a pagan holiday. Right. Um, and and um, <laughs> excess, which was also not something that right. they celebrated. Um, right. So all those, all those things, you know, when people talk about it going back, you know, oh, it goes all the way. Now it doesn't. It's it's actually relatively new the way we do it now, uh, but you know of course you have you have things like Dickens' Christmas Carol, yep. which is really what helped start a lot of it uh, because that's what used to be done. Like we talked about in a previous episode about yeah the scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long long ago. Yep. That's what used to happen. They wouldn't sit around you know, handing gifts necessarily to each other, but they would sit around the fire and talk about the dangerous things that came out of the night and to be really thankful that you lived inside a house (laughs) because of the dangers that came in the cold and the dark, uh, which is also what usually led to, you know, people smudging their houses at this time of year, doing all kinds to keep the dark away because that was one of the reasons to celebrate the solstice was because, yeah, that was the longest, darkest night of the year. Well, and the reason for the Yule Log is to bring fire into your house. Right. To protect the warmth. Right. Because, you know, the, the belief is that 
what's going to kill the warmth is the cold. Mm-hmm. Which obviously has to go back to a time when that was true. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, um, animal attacks happen more frequently in winter time. Right. Why? Because they have fewer prey. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, winter wolves going most likely to attack people. Yes. In the winter, when all of their prey are hiding or hibernating, mm-hmm. and they're hungrier and they're more desperate. Right. And so, therefore, when are you most go. likely to get hurt by a bear? Right. Well, yeah. In the winter yeah. or early spring, right. when you've either been stupid enough to wake up a sleeping bear, <laughs> or you bounced, you know, a mop. Yeah. And the, the funny part about where actually St. Nicholas comes from, that he was a real saint mm-hmm. that was in Turkey around the 4th century. Yeah. And that's where... Which means he looks absolutely nothing like Santa Claus. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, if you've ever been or you know anybody from that area, yeah, they're they're not white. Just FYI. They're not white folks. Uh, they are not. And it's one of those, yeah. So, but he did, he basically would go out and give gifts, uh, put coins in shoes, stuff like that. That's what he did, especially for the children. Which is why in France you leave um, your shoes out instead of your stockings. Right. So that way he can then fill your shoes with... You know, goodies, not necessarily coins, but now it's you know goodies. Which yeah, is where us putting the stockings by the fire, because obviously the other part and the real reason you do that, especially back in the day, is because your stockings were probably wet, yep. and therefore you want to dry them out by the fire, so that way you've got warm stockings to put on in the yep. morning. Yep. Now that's where that comes from. Oh, yeah. Now of course it's one of those we put you know well, hopefully beef jerky and some candy and. <laughs> All kinds of just little knick-knacky stuff that's actually kind of cool. Oh, yeah. So. Um, when I was growing up, um, I would often get fruit in my stockings. Oh, okay. So your parents didn't love you. I understand. <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was because when my parents, when my mom grew up, she got fruit in her stocking. And the reason was because when my grandmother grew up, she got fruit in her stocking. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was they didn't have a lot of money. Well, yeah. Plus... Once again, it goes back to that whole getting fruit in your stocking when all of the fruit-bearing trees and yeah. everything has gone into the hibernation or died. Yeah. That's probably actually pretty good to keep scurvy away. Yeah, and, yeah. and historically, you know, you know, when you look at my grandparents, they got fruit in their stocking because it's the Great Depression and mm-hmm. they didn't have a lot of money. But if you look historically, you know, someone's able to afford fruit in the winter mm-hmm. that is a luxury I right. mean, it, my ancestors could see the way I eat and the little amount of effort I put into acquiring such luxuries oh yeah yeah we, we look pretty richly that's for sure um, and you know it yeah it all comes from the fact of just trying to make a better life for everybody mm-hmm. but you know I live a better life than my than my ancestors and they lived a better life than theirs Usually, yeah, I would say that's I'd say that's pretty true, and once again, the whole you know bringing family together for the holiday type deal yep. is also one of those you get to reminisce on those things because I'm sure everybody's got hopefully has some old people in their family, and when I say old people, I mean at least 90, 80 to ninety potentially that are able to tell you about the good old days, uh, and and hopefully not get 
two races uh, when they tell their stories. Hopefully. But, yeah, that's always, we, we joke about that. It's, it's one of those, yep, sometimes you just don't want to hear Grandpa's stories because, uh, yeah. Some of, those, some of those good old days, it's like, ah, I'm pretty sure things are better now. Just saying, uh, thanks though, Grandpa. Appreciate the story. Uh, good job, yeah. Grandpa. Good job, good job. You know, after all, we all know that Grandma got run over by a reindeer. We're all sad about it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to the good old, good old Santa Claus here. So in the early days, Santa Claus was usually depicted in gold, red, and white, in robes similar to usually like the red Maltese crosses and white robes worn, worn by the Knights Templar. That's that'll give you a good idea of what his outfit somewhat looked like. Uh, but you also got to remember that, as and that's by the way, that's once again from Ryan Gable, so I appreciate that. But the other thing is that's also the way the Central American god Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, whatever. Uh, sometimes I butcher names, by the way. Uh, he's also said to wear white robes with red, and it's that's the reason. Yeah, we'll, we'll go off on a little tangent here for just a second. But that's also the reason that when the Spaniards showed up, they were welcomed very with very open arms because they thought it was the gods returning type deal. Yeah, if you've uh, ever seen um, the Road to El Dorado, yes, there is a lot of truth in. Obviously, it's a fictitious story, but there's a lot right. of truth, and that is what those people thought when they saw right. the Spaniards. Right. They didn't think that they were Santa Claus, but other than that. Uh, but yeah, the... And she was talking about Odin, which is also another place that we get Santa's look from as well. Yeah. Even though Santa has two eyes. Yeah, Santa does have two eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Odin also um, historically would give gifts or do good deeds or things around you. Right. Plus, um, what about the eight-legged horse that he rides? I'm, I'm not going to say that name because I'll butcher that name. Um, Slipnir. Okay. So, meaning apparently slippy or sliding. So... Apparently, the Norse were as good at naming things as pirates. That's 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 awesome. Um, by the way, why would you name the reindeer Slidey? That's weird. I mean, uh, Hades named his dog Spot. No, he didn't. It's Severus. Yeah, Severus comes from a root word, sever, yeah. which means dotted or speckled. Well, okay, so he was a speckled dog. He named his dog Spot. No, he didn't. His name is Severus. I'm telling you, I've I've played, I've played God of War, uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. At one point, you have to go fight that dog. And that dog is not listed as Spot. That dog's pretty terrifying, by the way. Had to use a lot of arrows on that dog. Oh, come yeah. on, I've seen Harry Potter. You just have to. Dude, <laughs> and, and Assassin's Creed. That, and by the way, that would be Assassin's Creed Odyssey. For those of those interested in it, yeah, you have to fight that dog at one point, and um, yeah. That's a lot of arrows. Uh, the other fun, speaking of as underworld characters, well, that'll be a good segue into good old Krampus. Yeah. Who's, of course, from Germanic folklore and other little spots in Europe as well. And he used to ride with St. Nick. Uh, 
that used to be, that's why that sleigh, the seats aren't that big because he's a big old fat guy. The seats are that big because he used to sit there with Santa. Yes. And so while Santa's giving out gifts to the good kids and stuff like that, Krampus is beating you with a stick or throwing you in a sack to take you back to the underworld with him. Right, <laughs> right, which is basically, I think, where that came from, was yeah. eventually, instead of, you know, Krampus, well, Santa's just going to give you coal, yeah. representing, you know, the underworld type deal, because where does coal fr come from? Yeah. Under the ground, right. Um, uh, plus, it's one of those, he's, he's not exactly a warm and cheery figure, Krampus isn't. He's so, a little funny bit scary. story, uh, one year, I was mad at my sister, uh -huh. and so I stayed up, and... Uh, before, like I stayed up a little bit after her, mm -hmm. um, and after my parents had gone to bed, I snuck back into the living room, mm -hmm. and I grabbed a couple pieces of my dad's charcoal and dropped them in her stocking and then went back to bed. And so then after Santa comes and filled everything up, my sister takes her stocking, tops it over, everything comes out, and some coal. Nice. Nice. I thought you were going to say you dressed up as Krampus. Yeah, like, that would have been fun too. That would have been fun. Uh, the other interesting part, and, and this was an interesting part when I read this in here, is have you ever thought about the fact of the last name? So Santa Claus. So it's a clause, right? You're making an agreement or a bargain that you'll be good and he'll bring you presents. Right? I was like, that's actually pretty interesting. It's like, so you're, you know, based on a system of reward and punishment, right? So if you're going into the t this contract, you're telling him that you will be good and then he'll bring you gifts. Yeah. Like, Because, eh. of course, you know, some people, and if you've ever watched The Church Lady on the old SNL with Dana Carvey, where he played The Church Lady, one of one of the funny ones on there is the, the fact that he actually, he pulls up a, a chart there or a little thing, and, and he's he's like, let's see, we got, we got Santa. Let's see if we move these letters around. Let's see, what do we get? Oh, that's right, Satan! Yeah, and I, I've heard people talk about that several times. Yeah. Well, and Santa comes from Saint. Right. Um, which what? is why um, when you look into tradition, um, Christian traditions that have saints, like Lutherans and Catholics, mm -hmm. they often don't make that argument. Right, right. It's, it's usually the evangelicals yeah. that are usually non-denominational, or they're just trying to, you know, they don't like the Catholics or like the Lutherans, stuff like that. Yeah. So therefore, they're, yeah. Uh, it's always kind of funny to just hear some of those stories from people. And, yeah. And trust me, I don't correct them. I just smile and nod. It's kind of like, you know, rather than, rather than being completely patronizing, I don't pat them on the head. But <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and I, I've heard that, you know, I, I've heard a lot of those things, too. Like mm -hmm. I said, um, the reason um, some people don't tell their kids about Santa Claus. Now, uh, you know, what I did was I told my kids the traditional thing about Santa Claus, but as they got older, I told them all the stories about Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. And I told them how Santa Claus dates back to um, St. Nicholas in Turkey mm -hmm. and how he has been influenced by the Coca-Cola Company and by Odin. And, um, you know, so the, much the same thing we've been talking about here is definitely what I've told my kids about Santa. Right, and, you know, it also goes back to the wild man tales 
you know, from Europe as well, where you had the guy living out in the woods. Because before, so that's the other part, before the the robes or, you know, potentially the outfit he wears now, like some European stories have him in like burlap sacks or, you know, dressed kind of poorly because, once again, the people living out in the woods usually don't dress real well because there's no need to and it also gets ruined real quick. And the whole thing with living at the North Pole is an Odin thing as well because, of course, where does Odin live? The North, right? And you can't really find his place because it's a magical lair type deal. Same type of deal. You know, you can't find Santa's workshop because Santa's workshop is a magical place. Now, the interesting one that I've always told everybody when they've asked me about, you know, Santa, and I'm like, well, yeah, because it's a possibility that he exists just because it would be it would be in the quantum type, multiverse realm type yeah. stuff. So anybody that's watched some of that or uh, has read some quantum physics stuff, different things, it's one of those, it's not impossible to think that if you had a being like that, that was able to shift and everything, that even his his sack that he carries with him, because of course people are like, well, you couldn't carry enough toys. Well, you wouldn't have to, because if your sack is a quantum tunnel, you could literally reach into it, grab whatever you wanted from the other side, and pull it out, and there you go. So your workshop literally could be filled with everything. You could just reach into the sack. Yeah, you could have some stuff in there, but it could also just be a quantum tunnel. And as we've also discussed, uh, different realms run on different Exactly. So therefore, it's one of those you literally could have all those things already pre-made, and now it's one of those you're just you're pulling them into your re- the reality that you're in, which is also the reason you would never be able to catch him. Or if you did, he could potentially be stuck in that reality, and therefore that would cause problems, obviously. Yeah. But it would also be if he really was as magical as everybody says, he would be a uh, basically a plane shifter. And so he'd be able to shift back to his own plane, but he might have to make a deal with him. Yeah. That could be another potential as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, he is assisted by elves, and elves are one of the Fae. Right, which, by the way, that'll be the next episode we talk about, since we've talked about the Fae quite a bit already. Yeah. But we'll talk about the Fae completely in the next episode. Well, maybe not completely, but we'll, we'll at least we'll talk about it. We'll go over what the Fae are and right. um, our interactions with them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, but yeah, you're right. So if if he's got a bunch of Fae working for him, then that would actually make sense that you could be plane shifting, and therefore there is a real possibility. What I'm trying to say is there is a real possibility there really is a Santa Claus. Potentially. Don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Here's here's some truth. Um, it's <laughs> impossible to prove a negative. That's true. That's true. Um, and I never discount anything until I have evidence to suggest otherwise. And I have not gotten evidence to suggest otherwise. Well, it's probably because you haven't taken a trip on the Polar Express. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Um, so I would never say that Santa doesn't exist. Right. I'd say that Santa probably isn't necessarily what everyone said he was when I was a child. There's, I yeah. think that would definitely be the, the lane I, I stand on. Right. And... Just the, the fun part for me but is... when I was a child, people also told me fairies weren't real. Right. And the fun part for me is it's just, it's fun to think about that, yeah, it's, you know, Santa is, Santa's possibly real. Santa's also possibly not real. I Either would what. say that if Santa is real, I would put strongly that he's fake. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, which would make a lot of sense, especially if he's hanging around with a bunch of other elves. Mm-hmm. Right. Because in the beginning, which is the other fun part, too, there's a story that... He, the reason that there's eight tiny reindeer 
is because he was actually the size of an elf. So that's why there'd be tiny reindeer. And the around. reason that there's eight reindeer mm -hmm. is Slipnir right. has eight legs. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, Slippy the reindeer there. Slippy the reindeer. Slippy the reindeer. That's that's going to be, that's yeah. I need to actually make that and be like Slippy the reindeer. Put him out, put him put him out with the Christmas decorations. Why does that reindeer have eight legs? His name is Slippy. And he's all eight legs, so that way he's not slipping and sliding. I would think with eight legs he'd be pretty stable. He might be. That may be the reason they're able to land on roofs. You know? Alright. But yeah, alright, well we've joked around and played around with this, so we're going to we're going to say bye to everybody and once again, if you've got any questions or just want to make a comment, you can go to magic with a K for info at gmail.com and we do check that uh, sometimes not every day but we at least check it every every couple of days to make sure there's uh, if there's any questions or anything like that because uh, we would be happy to answer any of your questions on air that's not a problem and obviously we're not going to have a call-in show that's not going to happen but <laughs> I'm not setting up a 1-800 number uh, and at I'm least not, not anytime soon right and so therefore we're not going to have any call-ins but yeah, if you want to send us a question, that's fine. We'll do that. Uh, snide comments, that's okay too. Yeah, so we'll read your snide comments. We'll read your snide comments too. So just remember, because I will, I will give out your email address too. No, I'm just kidding. No. I will not give out your email address. I will keep everybody uh, anonymous. So everything is all good with that. You all have a wonderful Christmas season. If you don't download anything between now and Christmas, that's fine. Um, we will talk to you after that. We are doing another show next week that's going to be all on the Fae. So I just want to say from all of us here, Merry Christmas. And Blessed Yule. There you go. And we will see you on the next episode.